Ask the Podcast Coach for August 5th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. I actually danced before the music started. I was so up to do that. It's Saturday morning. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you can get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, joining me right over there, all the way from Nebraska, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It looks like we got some folks already jumping in. They so are let's jumping just get, in. Uh, let's get right to it. Yeah, so uh, Glenn... a little hiss, too. Are you hearing that? Um... Are you hearing that hiss? Somebody's mic. If you just jumped in and we're not talking to you yet, maybe mute for us. Yeah, let's... That uh, might help, be helpful. Let me... Uh, hmm... Can I Are make, you hearing that, Dave? I do hear that. Let me try something here real quick. That was Linda. Okay, we'll get to oh, Linda okay, you, in just a second. Hang tight, Linda. Uh, but joining us from the horseradionetwork.com, the one and only Glenn Hebert. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Good. You sound... Are, are you hearing him as garbled, uh, Jim? Yeah, just a little pop in there on his end. Let's, Could let's, be the hangout. It's, it's, we, we're off to a tough start, Glenn. So we'll, yeah. we'll keep going and see how, how it uh, works out. But we're, you're popping a little bit for me. He's, he sounded uh, do more, me a favor. Drop and then come back in. Like, he okay, he sounded that. more garbled to me. So uh, with that, let's uh, unmute. Well, Glenn's jumping out. Let's get Linda in here. I was trying to – I muted her. Now I can't unmute her. Uh, she'll have to unmute herself. Okay, there. so Linda, go up to the um, – uh, at the top of your screen, there's a picture of a microphone. If you click on that, you can unmute yourself. There we go. There she is. So welcome aboard, Linda. Uh, what can we help you with? Oh, can you hear me? We can hear yeah. you. Oh, I don't even have my microphone in. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm just listening. <laughs> Oh. oh well, if you're listening, we have a different way to do that. Yeah, if, if you dro- oh. if you drop out and go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash oh. slash live slash that's live. The live feed. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what I did. Okay, let me get out of this and I'll do it again. Sorry. All right. Oh, that's we'll okay. See you shortly. See you on the other side. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Linda. <laughs> hey, Glenn, welcome back. You know what I Any did? Any better? Do I sound yeah. any better? I think, yes, you, you know, sound great. You know what I did? Okay. Yeah, I did. Deal Hold with on. Skype. In, here, here's the problem. Uh, it, it is a little weird this morning. I don't know why. Dave maybe has, a, has found it. Well, here's the problem. Linda's going to get confused because I put the join link in the live link. Oh, there you go, Dave. Well, so, we're having we're having maybe a lack of coffee morning, Glenn. <laughs> you know, that's, that's. I heard him playing the guitar earlier. He was still hungover from last night, actually. <laughs> that was maybe one of the weirdest hangouts that, or <laughs> yes. Facebook lives I've seen in a while. It's all Dave. Jason Bryant's lie. fault. He came in and, and was. Uh, I saw that he was from Finland, and um, yeah, yeah, I was just feeling wacky. I was like, "Well, yeah. how, how how many different ways can you say, please come listen to us?" You know, yeah, live. each Saturday. Glenn, welcome. What do you got for us? I don't know. What are we talking about? Oh, you came in on the live link as well. He did. Yeah. I, no. Should That's, I hang up and come back? Dave, well, wait. No, give we me two you. seconds. We might as well. We might as well get an update from you. You know, it. Uh, what, what's new in the Horse Radio Network? Just starting new shows. Got a whole bunch of we're up the got two new ones coming on, so we'll be up to sixteen here shortly. What do you when you start a new show when you're thinking about how long does it take you to get from kind of inception to conception, so to speak? Um, well, all the new shows we're starting now are affiliate shows. <clears throat> we're not starting any of our own new ones, so they're all 
magazines, usually magazines that are looking to start podcasts. In our world, every magazine is looking at starting a podcast now. And and I think we're going to see that. Across. I've said that a year ago. I think it took me it took them a longer than a year, but I think you're going to see every magazine in every niche looking at starting a podcast. Yeah. So that that's that pace is picking up, right? I oh mean, yeah. We're yeah. starting to see media start jumping. With that happening, Glenn, do you think that um, that will dilute? Uh, it'll just kind of dilute the space, and they'll get less listeners than they might have. You know, you were kind of first to it. Yeah. So you got everybody. Well, that's the reason I want them under my umbrella, to be honest. Uh, so that's why I worked so hard uh, in the beginning was to be, was to be at a point where they had they really have no choice but to come under our space. We kind of own it. And that was the idea and the goal. Yeah, I do worry about that. And I do I do take a look at each new show coming in saying, is it stepping on any other previous shows? So they always have to have a little bit of a different angle. Obviously, if they don't come in under Horse Radio Network, they're going to go do it themselves anyway. I had, did have an interesting thing happen. You know, we always said, and I know Dave always says, that competition's a good thing. We, did, we never had in nine years, we haven't had anybody coming into our space, really, that has helped us teach people what podcasts are in our niche. So now we, uh, we've been doing an eventing radio show. That's a certain discipline in, in the horse world for, for eight years. The big website started doing their own in the eventing world. Our numbers are up 20% since they started. So it, it, it's always what we've said is, is, you know, we, we need a lot of us to teach the audience. We're still at the teaching the audience phase, at least in our world. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I, I think that helps. If we, if everybody who's out there podcasting now is teaching uh, them how I, we just did a big event where we had a thousand folks uh, a couple weeks ago live, and I got a chance, and I and I said we we did a little bit of pre-show there, and I said, all right, everybody, take out your phones. I'm going to teach you right now how to listen and how to get these downloaded. And our our numbers spiked for the day. Now they haven't really. I'm not going to say it spiked and then stayed there. You know, you 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 still you still got to work with folks, but. It was a great opportunity to get folks to, hey, pull out your phone, see that little purple icon, mm -hmm. you know, that you can listen to us that way. So I, I think that is important that we, we're teaching. That has been the advantage of us having our own app is it's very easy to pull out somebody's phone and just download our own app, right? And then they figure out how to listen to other podcasts from there. That's their problem. But at least we got them listening to us first. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But that, you know, I also lost my first co-host. Dave met her, I think, Helena from the stable scoop show and she was with me for nine years for every week for nine yeah. years and she just got a full-time really good full-time job so she had to bail out so that was a matter of rebranding the show it's time i went okay we have a lot of other shows that are interview shows what are we going to do different and i i had to take a look at that as an opportunity to to do a whole new thing with that show interesting uh, yeah, so it, we have rebranded it. We're gonna we're gonna make it a completely different show than it was before under the same name. But it, it's you know it's not gonna. I didn't want another co-host, and uh, so we're we're doing something completely different with it. Yeah, I I think that those kinds of changes where you get you know where it's forced upon you are are incredible opportunities to do something different and 
And I think, how long have you been? Nine years? You guys have been doing the same? Yeah, we're, we're just past 6,400 episodes total yeah. on the network, but we had been almost 500 episodes in that show every week, you know, for have, nine years. Have the audience respond to well, her? Well, they were pretty but... upset because they like her. You know, we're very personal in our shows about right. our lives. I mean, they went through a divorce with her. You know, we're very personal about our lives, our animals and everything. So they do, you know, it is hard for them, too. They, they're happy for her. She got a really good job, you know, but, but it is hard, too. It was hard for me, you know. Yeah. It's really hard for yeah. me. She was my first co-host. Right, right. Nine years—that's a long. That's a long run. You know, for a co-host, it's really long. Run. I know. Yeah, for radio, that's long. Like, yeah, you you may not in in today's radio days with a with a talk show, you may not get nine years. At, at Are you going to be able to stand Dave for nine years? I, uh, well, uh, we'll uh, see. I, 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 <laughs> that's a good hey, question. Jason, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, I, I came in through the live link again, so uh, I've jumped over to the chat. And I was like, Dave, fix the link. And then I was like, well, I might as well chime in here before I get started. So, yeah, we're here. Well, that's foreign country. What's yeah, right? I'm in Finland. Uh, I'm in, the, in Tampere, which is about an hour and a half north of Helsinki. And if you're looking at the lines of latitude, um, think Alaska. That's about how I, uh, high up <laughs> I am. Uh, we got about 18 hours, 18 and a half hours of daylight here, so... I, it finally goes down around like 11 and then I'll wake up to, you know, use the facility at like three 30 in the morning and it's starting to come back up. And I'm like, how, how, but, um, it's interesting that you were talking about, you know, the topic you just had about, uh, you know, shows coming in and everybody's having, uh, having podcasts and how it affects the numbers. I was actually doing my August numbers earlier during a break and, or my July numbers. And I'm like, this, the numbers that my, my flagship show has had has dropped as I've added more shows to my network, because I think I'm up to 23 on the network, and you know, there's 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 little like almost boutique shows. We're, we've got one that's going to run uh, probably 15 episodes through Paris, which is you know in a couple weeks, and that's that's going to be it for that run. And so you know, we're seeing numbers on the network grow, but the show that I like, you know, short time used to be you know that was that was heavy numbers, and now it's like not quite. It, it's not like half, but. The network is seeing big numbers because we're adding shows and there's, you know, niche within a niche within a niche. It's not like I'm the only, you know, dog in the park to play with now. Now there's there's 15 different kinds of dogs to play with. So well, uh, uh, well, let me ask school. you, though, are you worried about that? Does that worry you? I'm in the same boat, obviously. So does that worry you that oh, individual shows are down, but your network's up? A little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm adding shows to my network and, you know, there are shows that are coming out that are within the sport. So I think that there's. 23 on my network and like 44 overall. So more than half are, are affiliated with me. And in some shows I don't want to be affiliated with because uh, they have uh, they're, they're professional. They're either they're a fan show and I try to have more of a journalistic angle uh, or they're, they're just a little too raw. You know, it's, you know, two guys, one brain kind of thing talking, talking about the sport, but or the, uh, the auto quality is not the same. So there's, I'm not worried about new people coming in. If they ask for my assistance, say, hey, yeah, try this with your mic. Little, you know, little hint, like you were saying, teaching them how to podcast as well, um, you know, without actually coming to Dave's show or charging Dave the money to do it. But, um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm not worried about too much coming in because it, it it takes a while. People's trends, I've learned in like it takes about a year and a half for people to adjust their listening habits or their their web page viewing habits. So um, some of those shows have, have come and gone since since the network so uh I'm, I'm worried a little bit about the traction of some other shows and you know people not discovering things more because uh, i try to share the the message of podcasting it's like okay i'll help you're on my network i don't you know great i have a directory of every show not just my show but 
other shows about wrestling on the page. So uh, whether they're a competitor or not. So uh, I am a little bit about a little bit worried about maybe my, my flagship show. But at the point now, I've got uh, decent Patreon numbers with that. So uh, that that's going to be where it is. And if I could add more shows, great. I think I got three more coming on uh, in the fall too. So, well, it's- Glenn, do you, do you find your your numbers cycle uh, across the network? It'll be things will be popular for a while, and then they'll back off slightly, and then weeks or months they may come back again. Are you, do you are you finding the cyclical nature of this? Oh, yeah. You see especially, that it gallop a lot. Yeah, well, and especially with 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 horse sports because in the summertime they're out more, they're outside more. Right. So in the winter, we see our numbers go up significantly in the winter because they're not spending as much time riding their horse. Uh, you know, it uh, that's the cycle we see. We tend to see it seasonally because of the nature of what they're doing. The uh, we, it's it's great that you guys came in. By the way, the the link is now fixed. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, that's been that was odd. But that happens because uh, Sean Vanderloo. Asked, uh, I'm hosting two vastly different shows. He wants to know, is there any use in trying to make a network or is it just for similar topics? Do you guys know? Now, you're, both your networks are similar topics. Do you, do you ever hear somebody say, I found this show by coming to your website? Or do you promote your other shows on each show? Do you cross-promote? Jason, do you? Yeah, yes. I, I do a lot of cross-promotion with... Uh, you know, I, I will mention, hey, yeah, on on my other show, check out the Guilty Grapevine, or, or you know, over on on the mat last week. Uh, when when relevant, I don't go out of my way to make promos for shows that are already existing on the network because I also have a master feed which people can subscribe to and get every single show on the network. So, uh, like last month, they got forty two episodes in the month of July, whereas if they're listening, you know, short time might do eight, or uh, you know, some shows may do four. But uh, the promotion side of it, in terms of that discovery, I, I don't really need to because they're 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 coming to the site. If they join, they they subscribe to the, the master feed, they're going to find new shows anyway because everything comes in. Like that boutique show I'm, I'm talking about, the one that the short one, uh, Path to Paris. That's going to be just you know 10, 12 episodes. They don't have to subscribe to that show to hear it because they've got if they're already on the master feed. So that's one thing. What percentage of your people are on your master feed? We also have the master feed. And let's explain that to people who don't know. That's a network like we have all of our somebody wants to have one subscription and get all of our shows on the horse radio network, which is 80 to 100 a month episodes that comes through on the master feed. What percentage have the master feed? I would say I don't know about percentage wise, but. I'd say, comparatively speaking, I think probably three, four hundred use that particular master feed. That's about what we have, actually. And yeah. then, you know, the short time, I think the the main, the flagship show is probably, I'd say, nearing a thousand. So th- that's again a guesstimate based on how many, how many, how many numbers I get per episode, and you know, looking at the the percentages on who's coming through iTunes. But back to I guess the original question about shows that aren't the same. Yeah. Like I've got a couple different ideas that for shows that I want to do that aren't in wrestling. I'm not going to put them in the Matt Talk Podcast Network. They're not, you know, if I do a show about Minnesota travel, that's not relevant to Matt Talk Online. If I want to do a show, I'm actually considering doing a show about PA announcers because I am a PA announcer. I'm not doing PA here where I'm at, next to doing broadcast, but uh, I do PA and there's a big Facebook group with like 800 people that are PA announcers. And they're like, how do you get this job? And like, I would consider doing that, but I would not put that on the Matt talk show. And just like I would do like a, a craft beer show, I would not put it on the network. So, um, to back to the question, no, I would not put two di- different shows unless it's like you is, if it's Jason Bryant branding, I might do it. But my branding with my network is Matt talk. It's wrestling. It's not me. So 
uh, to answer the question, I wouldn't put two different shows on the same network unless uh, you know you're Golden Spiral Media and you have different shows about you know TV, but they still have a common bond. Yeah, you know, the other thing we have to worry about over here is is advertisers. One, we do worry about competition uh, taking advertisers from us. That's a, that's one of the things I have to worry about. But I also have to worry about where my advertisers are going in in the affiliate shows that are owned by somebody else and and our own shows so i always i'm always taking a look at where the advertisers are now one of the things we found is we had one advertiser that advertised on a different show it didn't work because the show was kind of crappy it didn't work and then when i went to them they said no i don't want to advertise with you on the other hand i had one advertise where they got a good result and then they started looking for other podcasts so i think it depends what their first experience is yeah, and the value they probably saw in that right. very first experience. Right. right? If it doesn't, and if it was bad, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be they're going to be super hesitant to come in, you know, coming back in. Glenn, did you did you ask, answer that question? Would you, if you were going to do a separate non horse related podcast? See, NPR has become the master of this. Yeah, but they and already they, had a network to begin with of unrelated things. So, sure, I mean, sure. they, I don't know that we could use them for an example for anything, to be honest, um, because they're just so far above i i i wouldn't personally yeah i wouldn't personally that doesn't mean there's not a ton out there that are successful dave what do you think well daniel uh j lewis from who does uh noodle.mx right we're getting we're getting some scratchiness on your mic now dave yeah no you're 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 sounding like i did i'm breaking up what i'd have you drop but you own the the uh, he's not allowed to talk in his own show uh, well, we we kind of he's been fixing some things behind the scene. They were in the chat room saying, "Hey, let Dave talk." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> Dave's trying to fix some stuff." <laughs> yeah, am I still garbly? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, let's close a couple other things. Let's just let's just see uh, in your in your uh, moving around a little bit. Something got um, kind of dislodged. Let's see if we can fix it for audio reasons. It's one of those. It's annoying enough that you know if you if we go long term, people are going to pull the earbuds out. Sounds like a bad Skype call. Yeah, right. it's 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 funny because Hangouts have been acting a little bit like Skype today. I, They've been a little. I adjusted my bandwidth. There we go. There oh, there you go. There yeah. we go. Okay. okay. Um, Daniel in the chat room is saying it really depends on what you're trying to do in a way. But he says, you know, he, he says his main advice for starting a network is don't. And uh, the person that asked this in Facebook, I said, realize that's another website that you have to pay for. It's another website you have to keep updated so it doesn't get hacked. Um, so the question is, is the return on investment going to be worth the time that you could be spending on making better content? And that's when I was like, hmm, because I mean, I have um, powerpodcasting.com, but that's really not, it's not really a network. It's just, I, I made that because people said, do you have any other shows? And I said, yeah, you can find them all at powerpodcasting.com. But I, and I promoted the very end of my show, but it's, it's all over the place. You got weight loss shows, you got Bernie the cat, you got, you know, but most of them are podcasting related, but um you know, but I don't treat, I mean, it's, it's, it's a quote network. And somebody asked, how do you make a network? And Glenn, you started off with, with two, well, you start off with one show, but, mm-hmm. but when you started off with a second show, it was then a network. And that's really all it takes is a website and two shows and presto. Yeah. There's no magic to it. You just call it what it is. And you put two shows on it. I had one show. It was a network for a year. Yeah. I just, I just didn't acknowledge that there wasn't anything else. Yeah. And then the other thing is, and this is what Daniel's talking about in the chat room is, you know, you want to make sure if you're going to do something like that with other guest hosts and things like that, then you got to run it like a business, which is what Glenn has done from day one. And that's where you have contact contracts, agreements, 
communication, expectations, yeah, all that. I made a big stuff. mistake if for somebody taking a look at a network. I don't know how Jason, I don't know how you did this, but when I started, I started I thought each show needed its individual website, and then we had the network that just duplicated everything basically. I would have never done that again if I had to start over. It's double the work. Now I have 14 websites where I could have had one. But to be honest, back then but WordPress wasn't great, and I couldn't figure out how to put two shows onto one website. That was my biggest problem, is is WordPress just wasn't great back then. I was coding. Stuff. Yeah, and you uh, PowerPress the the plugin now. You can do that fairly yeah. easily. Yeah, That's, back that, then it was a nightmare. In fact, there's two <laughs> there's two ways to do it, right? You can do a category, or you can do channel. Uh, and we do categories. Yeah, okay. now on the main site, but now I have all these other websites. The problem I have now is people have said to me, "Well, why don't you just drop those other sites and start forwarding them over to the main site?" I have SEO that is so good on those other sites that if I drop them now, I'm screwed. Yeah. You search for one of our guests that we had on eight years ago, we're popping up like number two or three on Google. I can't get rid of those now. I, you know, unless I hire somebody very expensive to figure that all out, the forwarding. Ugh. I love yeah. uh, the, the comment from Emily. She says, I got pitched to be on a network by two newish podcasters. And when I asked about things like, do I own my own feed? How do you plan to cross promote? Um, you know, how do you guys deal with advertising? They responded with, oh, we didn't think of that. Good questions. <laughs> so she yeah, says, maybe, maybe Jason good, and I haven't either. We yeah, are needless to say, uh, Jason, she, what she are passed. your agreements with your, these affiliate, non-affiliate folks you've got coming in? Do you, you have written agreements that you, you do with them? How does that work for you? Uh, well, one, starting with the, with what Glenn said about the websites, that's how I initially started the idea too. I was like, okay, you've got your sub site, you know, it's kind of a clone. It was the same thing. I didn't do multi-site because I didn't want to get to there. And now at some point I've actually downgraded some of those websites to, uh, you know, actually I'm actually, the shows that I use Libsyn for, I just use the, the, that destination because some of them don't have sponsors. I don't need to glam it up like here it is. So that's taken one headache out of the situation. Now, uh, in terms of affiliates, I really don't have that. I have really one show that actually and two shows that actually aren't under my own Libsyn account. So if they're with me, you know, it's one of these things with my contracts. They partially own the content. Uh, we basically half it. Like the Hall of Fame owns half of it. I own half of it. Uh, some of them have they have they own creative control, so logo control. So if like the athletic director at one of these colleges says, "Hey, we need you to edit this little section out," uh, I'll do that. So uh, ownership isn't the huge deal, but it's you know it, they I get them to trust me. So that's one thing that that really. Uh, comes a problem. We do have a contract, but uh, affiliates don't really get a contract. Like, hey, do you want to be on the network? And uh, that's that's only really with two shows. Jason, did the all skate portion of the roller rink start? It is, yeah. it is all skate. We're actually about five minutes away. And actually, I had to plug this in. This is not what I'm using right now, but I brought out the AT2005 because this is the microphone that I'm actually using to to broadcast. We're about five minutes away from starting our uh, our final session for the day. This is Greco Roman. We've got day five of six and i use the at 2005 as my broadcast mic for the webcast so nice. uh nice. you know I, I try to i use also use it as a pa mic but yeah the lights are down the fins are packed in here so i'm gonna have to check out but uh it's like right, i think dave this is like the sixth different country i've watched the show from nice so <laughs> it's definitely a lot better than uzbekistan i can tell you that <laughs> awesome well, all, right, all, skate, all skate on the floor all, all, right. well, <laughs> we'll all right guys See you, Jason. Jason.
That's funny. Well, guys, I have to bail out too. All we're right, gonna right, run, we're going to run Glenn. to see Dunkirk. So uh, we'll talk oh, nice. to you guys later. Thanks for jumping in, Glenn. We'll, right, have, to, right. we'll have to trick the link more often. I'm going to say yeah. it's a great way to get people to jump, join the show. Just to, surprise, you're on the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Uh, so I did see something this morning because normally I don't tell people not to start a podcast. And this is one that I was like, and it's not so much don't start a podcast is maybe not now. But this is from Taylor Merrick, and I've known Taylor. This is a guy that was literally a kid. You know, if we go back 12 years ago, he was probably nine and getting into podcasting. So he's probably 20 something at this point. And uh, he says, I'm desiring to start up my podcast, but I'm struggling to find the motivation and the excitement to do it. Do you have any suggestions? And I was not the only person that said, if you can't find the motivation and the inspiration and the excitement, especially the excitement to record. Now is not the time to podcast. Cause I was like, if you can't find your why you're never going to make it through the how. And he's been around long enough that I was kind of like, you know, it might be time to not again, not so much. Don't ever do that podcast. I don't know if now is the time you might want to step back, uh, take a breather, you know, go on holiday and, uh, and then maybe step back. And, uh, so I just, as soon as I saw that, that's when I kind of, I can, that's usually to me a big red flag. They're like, Ooh, wait, before you go, you know, I've had people that have bought a lot of equipment. In fact, they keep buying more equipment and they haven't released episode number one. That's another red flag for me that I'm like, Hmm, something's weird here. Cause you've got, you know, they've bought like the best of the best. They've got a microphone, they've got a mixer, they've got a compressor, and they're they're looking at another microphone. I'm like, wait a minute, where's where's episode one now? Because we've got all the we've got all the ingredients. Let's make a pie. And uh, so I saw that and was kind of like, hmm. So that was yeah. that that was kind of interesting. Uh, it's you know when I started theaverageguy.tv, um, I, I already had I was doing two podcasts and they were brand new, and so I had I had a chance to kind of and, and we had started on Podomatic, so I had the ability to jump off Podomatic, start all the you know kind of redo it we were we were really early so i could redo everything in PowerPress and using wordpress and it it's allowed me the flexibility we've had we have two shows now we have home gadget geeks and we have cyber frontiers but i've had fitness tech i've had financial tech i have had the silicon prairie news minute i have had you know we've had shows that we've we've been able to spin up and we just make those you know we use the the category uh, podcast category within PowerPress. Works great, and and when the show shut down, we I, I just kind of I, I take those. I've got a theme where I can put them all on the front page. It's a it's the best dynamic non-static front page I could find that allowed me to put multiple podcasts on the single on a single landing page, um, which was awesome. And um, and so well, with that, it's allowed me to move things around and change stuff. And Silicon Prairie News Minute lasted about a year, and then we just stopped doing it. We're like, oh, this isn't really working. So it just yeah. you take it off the front page, and you just you know, and it's there. So it has allowed. I I think if you're, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I mean, it's a lot of work. I I don't want to. I'm not saying it's easy, right? But it's just a thing. It's just another category thing. If you are creating 15 or 20, yeah, it's a lot of work. You've got 15 or 20 different things that you're doing. But if you just got a couple, it's pretty manageable if you do it on a single WordPress instance. Now, that, that brings up a good point. And we've got a great question about uh, recording bands in the chat room I want to get to, too. Yeah. But since you just – what was the name of it? Pure Prairie League podcast? What was it? Uh, 
Oh, what do you mean? The the little local thing you did. Oh, uh, Silicon Prairie News Minute. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you started that, did it for a year, and went, yeah. yeah. Would, okay, looking back again, would you – I'm trying to figure out. Would you do that again? I guess yeah, is it. Totally. Okay. It was, it, we learned a lot in there. And it for what we were doing, it, it worked perfect. And when we were done, we were done. Never had anybody come back to me and say, why did you stop? Which we didn't have a lot of listeners, which is why we stopped. Right. You know, so it was one of those things you're not going to get, you know. But yeah, I, I thought it was great. And I'd do it again if he came back to me. Now he's changed jobs, the the guy, my co host. So he's no longer at Silicon Prairie News. But um, I'd do it if they came back to me and said, you want to do it again? Yeah. And we'd fire up that same feed. Yeah. I just, the reason I asked that, because so many people are trying to be perfect out of the gate. And uh, we were talking before uh, the the show today that there are things sometimes you do and you, you have expectations of what's going to happen. And, and maybe for whatever reason, somebody just, you know, rains on your parade. Uh, I would still do it anyway. If if somewhere along the line, either a I helped somebody and somebody didn't appreciate it or something, like, I would still go back and help them. Uh, I don't know if I, yeah, you know what, I probably would still do it anyway. If it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. And and exactly what you said, we learned a lot doing that. So even if you start a podcast and and eight months later it doesn't exist anymore, you have eight months of education under your belt. So don't be afraid to uh, to start. Um, in the chat room. It says, uh, I do a music show recording band gigs and started a Patreon featuring my extra live recordings of the bands. Is it okay, or should I ask the band before their permission? Jim, I'm going to let you jump on this one yeah, first. Yeah, you definitely ask them permission. Yeah. <laughs> always error on the side. Anything you're doing, always error on the side of asking permission. Yeah, any, any, uh, t- yeah. any for me, anytime there's money involved, the more transparent you can be. When I was in a band, I used to drive my band nuts because every – time we practice i'd be like hey we have 74 dollars and 36 cents in the band fund and uh that's from the such and such gig we have another gig coming up in three weeks but you know last week we had 7436 this week we still have 7436 any questions and they'd be like what yeah whatever but they never consequently we never had a single fight about the money because they always knew where it was anytime we went to spend it on anything we all had to agree but anytime you're doing anything with money, it makes people, in the immortal words of Cindy Lauper, money changes everything. And uh, so, yeah, I would do that. And then you also got to be careful with. Um, I will turn me up. Uh, you also have to be careful with uh, what are the songs that that band is playing, because if if it's them doing a bunch of covers, mm, now we're into a whole other weird thing. And I I have found out some things about that in terms. Well, it's not. Let's let's put it this way. Playing other people's music in your podcast is definitely illegal. We we've all done that. I've done that. I've played snippets and things like that. We've talked about it that if you go to court, you can try to use the fair use uh, excuse. Uh but I will say this. I I, I do a, a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show and one of the categories in iTunes is music. Holy cow, there are a lot of people who just don't care. I was amazed at how many people were just like, here's the new one from Eminem and here's the new one from Rihanna. And I'm like, Re-? and I'm really surprised Apple lets that go. But um, it's too, I think it's too big of a problem for them to, to actually get a handle on. Cause you know, for some, for some of these small podcasters, the numbers don't matter. I mean, it's, they're tiny. 
Yeah. You know, you go you go out to some of these services like Mixcloud or um, there's another Audio Mac is another one where there's just tons of DJs mixing things out there. You know, lots of music mixes. Those those services, SoundCloud is is in the same boat. And you just got DJs just ripping stuff off, and and it's it's so prevalent and it's so big, and and you know I've I know some podcasters that are doing that that are playing music in their podcasts, and it's it's a risk you take, yeah. and there are those who are going to get caught. It's like anything. There's those who are going to get caught, and those those who aren't, and those who get caught are going to be very bitter to towards the people who don't. Yeah. And so you know we, you can only control yourself. That's all you can do. You can't, you can't control anybody else. So, you know, do the right thing or don't and face the consequences if those, if those come up, but be very, very careful with music. That's just one of those areas that's, that's TV is another area. Like if you're going to, if you're going to rebroadcast snippets of TV, those also will get picked up and um, just be original for, if you can, you know, and I know there's, there's situations, right. Where you want to, reference the music or you want to reference the tv right. show and there's fair use and some of those other things but but uh don't don't be surprised yeah be su- be surprised if you get away with it and don't be surprised if you get caught yeah exactly the uh i have turned myself up a little bit i don't know if that helps yeah you're better i you're at least for me you were better okay it was it was uh, it was a little muddy and um, it's just we're having a bad technology yeah, day. It's okay. It's bit. just it is what it is. We're yeah. fine. He says he only does original bands, so that helps. But consequently, yeah. again, it's it's the whole golden rule thing. You know, if you're the musician, would you want somebody to say, "Hey, I'm I'm putting your music behind a paywall, and I'm going to take the money if anybody pays to listen to it?" I'd be like, "But wait a minute! If I don't give you my music, you have nothing to sell." That would be. You know, that's the whole, and, and of course you can say, but I'm paying, I'm giving you exposure. And then they go to the grocery store and go, yes, I'd like to buy these bananas. And, uh, I'm going to give you some exposure. I'm going to talk about your grocery store when I leave. Usually the grocery store doesn't take that as currency. So that's where, yeah, again, get everybody on the same page. And um, Well, and Dave, sometimes there's that phrase, right? No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're just trying to help people out and it backfires on you and things don't go right or... A guest says something and later they come back and they're like, I, I don't want you to publish that. And, and you know, for me, my publishing routine, is, it's about an hour long getting everything everywhere. And to back something out is a, is another hour or two worth of work, right? Yeah. To to back something out. So that just becomes kind of a, you know, kind, some, kind of an issue. So, yeah, I know exposure and you're trying to help people out. And sometimes even in a genuine sense, it it seems right and then it can go south on you. You know, you just got to do your best, right? Yeah. He says, I give them the live video to use on their page. As long as everyone has agreed yeah, that that's right. cool, that's cool. It's just, Until they don't. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just just be careful with that because that's where things get uh, sticky when all of a sudden they go, wait, you did what? Huh? That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and get it in writing. Uh, Jake Cleveland Payne in the chat room says, get it, get it in writing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that helps too. You know, it, it's a lot of work to chase down that and get it, get it signed and some of those other uh, pieces. By the way, if you're if you're trying to actually do that manually, don't don't. There's a service called DocuSign that works really really well for creating forms. Then you can send that to them. They can electronically sign it, and those those are considered legal. So yeah. a little service you can pay for as well that kind of kind of helps you if you have people signing documents. DocuSign is the way to go. Yeah, they don't they don't sponsor us. That just sounded like a commercial. <laughs> <Holy crap. laughs> Thank you, DocuSign. DocuSign.com hey, slash Jim. 
Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. Hey, but you know who they should. But you know who does sponsor the podcast, and that's what I was running around. If you're wondering when you and Jim were talking, because I went to print out, so I didn't have to do this. Because I was having, I wanted to cut back here. I got half of people's websites when I went when I went to print out um, our awesome supporters because this is the first of month, and I always like to read everybody's show. And I was like, I'm trying to close the Patreon page so I can, you know. Scale back on my resources. So, Brandon from the Seahawkers podcast at seahawkerspodcast.com. Kale, uh, we might be talking about Kale here in a second. Uh, Ham Radio 360, and he also does uh, Modern Christian Men. Connie Whitesell from Small Business 101, uh, Small Biz 101 podcast.com. Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. Thanks, buddy. Darren from CornerTalk.com. Emily Prokop from the Story Behind Podcast.com. Uh, Gary Margaret from Kiwi mana.co.nz or beekeepingpodcast.com. Uh, we just saw him. Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com. James from creepykingdom.com. Uh, Jeff from podnuts. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z.com. Jeff from the genealogy showcase.com podcast. Jeremy Dennis from transmissionspodcast.com. Uh, some guy named Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. Uh, woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> that's right. Where's my David Lee Roth when I need him? Um, Woo! Yes, exactly. Uh, Joe, yes, I do support my own show, by the way. <laughs> Joe Taylor from OnFaithsEdge.com. Josh Rivers from CreativeStudio.academy. Joshua Liston from uh, the Podcaster Survival Guide. Find him at TPSGuide.org. Kim Slusher from DistractedLifePodcast.com. Mark King from MarkWKing.com. Uh, Mike Moody, who has a question, we're going to be answering this uh, in just a second. You can find him at Mr. Robot Podcast. Is that about, I bet that's about the show, Mr. Robot. I, I had to bail on that show, but I'm getting distracted. Uh, Nick Suberling, better known as Subes, who does CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Rob Griffiths from uh, Bedtime.fm slash Storytime, as well as uh, Bedtime.fm slash Peace Out. He does a show called Peace Out. Ryan from Cauldron's Crypt at Cauldron'sCrypt.com. Uh, Max from AviationNewsTalk.com, Alan Meisner from 40plusfitnesspodcast.com, Barry Kessler from BarryKessler.com, Frank Brill, Dale Haininger, Jeffrey Halash, uh, Clarity Your Clarify Your Purpose, thank you, Corey from IVNV.com, Gary Godfrey from CrowdfundingChristianMusic.com, uh, Sean from Slept in Government Class. Find him at sleptinclass.com. Barb from, oh, now Barb, she was an anchor. Anchor.fm slash Barb T USA. Uh, Jay Cleveland Payne in the chat room. You can find him at jclevelandpayne.net slash podcast. And I think that's everybody. Dave Wilson, Steve uh, Sleeper at earn.show. And of course, Cody Saison. That's a mouthful of people. But they, hey, that's great. I'm, maybe I should ask for ask for my cut back. Is, I, I, <laughs> you want to renegotiate now? Like we could do that. Do you want to renegotiate? Holy moly! Yeah, maybe we should do an on-screen renegotiation that's of my it. contract. So that's it. We can, buddy. <laughs> by the way, by the way, my contract is zero. Okay. I like my contract at zero. I've asked for my contract to be zero. I made it very clear today that I want my contract to be zero. That's just easier for me. I, I've, I, I'm a busy schedule coming up here in the fall, and I got to ditch Dave from time to time where I, I actually have to work on the weekends and stuff. And so for me, I've just made it real clear with Dave. Like, this is his, this is his show. 
it's it's for him. I it's a privilege. It's an honor. All those good things for me to even be hanging out on a Saturday morning with you. I get to do that. So we've been. I've been very clear from the beginning. We've we've been talking about this almost from from the beginning, and it's just easier to just let you own the whole thing. And that way, if I need to bail for whatever reason, I can. So I appreciate that freedom, and I'm glad that you don't fire me. That's the, <laughs> that's the best part. Uh, Mike Moody had asked, and I'm trying to find his question, but basically. He has, that's weird because I know I copied and pasted that question, but he was asking, he has two hosts that are kind of like you. It's like having two Jim Cullisons. One is in some place and one is the other. And he was kind of confused because he said, what's the best thing to do? And I'm like, well, and because he, he wants to stream it live too. And if you want to use video, we have tried about every platform there are. There's some cool ones. Be Live is fine if you only have one co-host. And we could get super geeky and bring in OBS and vmix and all this stuff we use and it's now called youtube live it used to be called google hangouts on air and the difference between a google hangout and a youtube live now is youtube live is streaming and you can have i believe up to 10 people in this so if you had two other people you would just basically what you do is you start your and, and this is the thing it's not the easiest thing to find you have to go into your youtube you click on my channel you go in the upper right hand corner to video manager then in Video Manager on the left-hand side, you'll see Live Events. You click on Live Events, and then you go back to the upper right-hand corner again. So it's My Channel, Video Manager, Live Events, and then you create a live event. You give it a name and time, and uh, that will go there. And then once you click on Start the – I think you get, I think it even says Start the Hangout still. Uh, once it does, and that's the same infrastructure. They've just brought it under the, the, the uh, YouTube. YouTube Live umbrella. Yeah. And so once it starts at the very, very top, like up here, you guys can't see it, but at the very top of your screen, you'll have this really long link. Just copy that and send it to your co-host. They click on it. They have to click a thing that says, yes, I know I'm being recorded. And then from there, you spend the first five minutes going, can you hear me? Wait, no, stop. Wait, is this, wait, hold on. Oh, let me change. Hold, that's it. Wait, maybe if I bring this one over. So that's always the beginning of every Skype call. Can you hear me? Okay, no, wait. Oh, wait, no, you're a little fuzzy. No, oh, that's always fun. So, and then the cool thing is whoever does it, whoever is the, the host of it, there's a little, it's the fourth icon on the left says control room. So if I was actually, I, I never even thought about that. I could always turn me up in the hangout. If I was not loud enough, I could turn me up. I could turn. Yeah. You that up. control room's a little shaky. I is don't know it? if I would recommend I, that. I yeah. No, it, it's cause I'm not sure it makes it to the recording to be honest with you. So you, you turn yourself in the, in the control room. But your your actual recording doesn't change. I, I think in Hangouts, the best deal is to get it as native as possible without too much trickery. Ooh, we have a really That's, good. Yes, I'm sorry. I was going to jump subjects because I just saw a good question come in. Yeah, no, do it. Um, Jason asks, if you switch from doing a solo show to a co-hosted, how do you handle the money from the sponsor you already had? Uh, does the co-host need to get a cut or does it go to pay for hosting or other solution. And I was like, that is one of those things again. Jim, I'll let you jump in on this one first. What would you do? Oh, man. That's it, a, well, certainly, um, I think it's like anything, it's a negotiation when you're coming in. And, it, and I would say in most cases, no, that the, the prior, right. you know, well, it depends. How bad do you want this co host? Like, if you're, if you're fishing for somebody and you want to have them, and it's important that they get paid right off the bat, then I think you give it, you know, you give them a portion of that or you build that into the contract or whatever. If you don't, 
and they just want to come on and, and, and they're going to bring their own advertising or, or whatever. That's the deal you're going to work out. I think that can work too. So I think it just depends on how bad you need or want that co-host. Yeah, I think a lot of it, is, this is one of those that just depends because if what if it's a sponsor who's now sponsored you for six months and you'll say, we'll get you in on the next sponsor. Well, guess what? You're gonna have to wait six months for that. So I really think it's going to be a matter of, you know, just going to the the co-host and saying, look, I had this sponsor before you came on. How do you think we should handle this? And if they go, well, I don't need any, that's before me. So, and then you say, okay, but we're not going to, they're not going to be up for a renewal for three months from now. When they renew, I can cut you in on that because you will be a part of the show, you know, and just, you're going to have to just work that out. And it's awkward. It's awkward, especially if it's a friend of yours talking about money and things like that. But if you don't talk about it and get it out on the table and you assume they knew that, you know, that that, that's where things get bad. So just put all it out on the table. And and that's where, again, if you have something I I like, you know, here's a uh, here's an actual written contract. He said waving it because it has my home address on it um, that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. A mammoth document. It's just basically saying, "Here's what you're going to do." Here's this. I'll tell you what this says. It says here, uh, the vendor. It's uh, I, it's between Sound Devices and Dave Jackson. I am the customer. They are the vendor. The vendor will deliver to the customer on the equipment described in Schedule A. Uh, this is for me borrowing some equipment. The equipment will be on loan to the customer for ten days, ending ten days from the date of shipment. So that again, we're everybody's on the same page. Not ten days from when I get it. Ten days from the date was shipped. Title of the equipment is now and will remain the property of the vendor. This is not a sale, a lease, or a rental. So it's just blah, 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 blah. And at the bottom of it, I sign it. They have my address where they're shipping it to it. Um, you know, in the witness of thereof, the parties have executed this agreement on the date specified with the effect of the date first written above. And then they have a list of the things that I'm getting. And that's it. It doesn't have to be super duper long. It's just here's what you're going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what we're going to do with it. And then just if you're, you know, Face-to-face, have them sign it. If not, like Jim said, you can use DocuSign or something like that. Um, I'm actually getting a mix three. I contacted those guys and said, hey, remember when I contacted you back in May? I'm like, anything? And he even said he's still having a hard time finding a unit. He goes, let's get the loan thing out of the way so that one shows up, I'll send you one. But um, Daniel, throw that in the chat room. Daniel did a really... You know what? Doggone it. Daniel's just so detail oriented and very thorough. There's there's you know what? It's that should be on his grave. Daniel J. Lewis lived life thoroughly and specifically. It's just he did a really good review. And we're talking about the uh, mix pre six. And I'm telling you, I'm with Daniel. I, I'm this close to buying. It's almost a thousand dollars. It's like eight, nine hundred bucks. But it would replace a portable recorder. It would replace a mixer. It's super portable. It's made well. And if you watch a. Uh, yeah, there's he put the link in there. The audacity to podcast.com slash mixpre and um really, really good unit there. Uh so but I want you know one. how does that advertisement for Mr. Clean? <clears throat> Big strong guy, bald head. Yeah. Well, it's I call him Daniel, Mr. Quality. Yeah. Skinnier guy, still bald head. <laughs> nice. Uh I saw another question come in here. Um Steven Jeanru says, but as someone who's doing this out of the love of a topic not for money and also isn't American. Uh, I'm not surprised. This is fun because people keep chatting and I lose my uh, place. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm of a different opinion that contracts first, contacts first always. If I were doing it for money of the intention was to make money, I would 
contract. Of course, your protection is only as good as it's enforced. A contract developed in the USA not be. Yeah, my whole thing with why you want to have a contact is the messengers. The messengers podcast. If you haven't listened to it, yes, the messengers uh, doc slash podcast. And they started with four handshakes, four friends that have known each other in some cases for 13 years. And they didn't have a contract. They didn't have it cleared out who did what. And all of a sudden, when money got involved, money changes everything. And all of a sudden, somebody wasn't meeting their expectations in terms of an editor. And they were getting behind, and they had a deadline to hit. And they're like, dude, you've you've got to do this. And he explained why he wasn't hitting his deadlines. They didn't make any sense. He wanted them to do the movie to match the way he edits. And they're like, no, no, no. We're going to give you stuff. You need in. And so eventually it came to a point where they're like, we got to let you go. And that's when he went, well, wait a minute. I want to get paid for all this work I did. Oh, and by the way, I now own the rights to your stuff. And they went, what? And it got really ugly really quick. If they had signed any kind of super duper contract, and I always say the beautiful thing is, even if you're not in it for money, and I'm, I, I, when I hear that, I'm not in it, I'm not in it for money for the Logical Weight Loss podcast, but if somebody offered me money and it fit me and I didn't have to change my show and I could do it and sleep at night, I'm not turning it down, but I don't do that show for money. But when you're, when you're making a document, when money's not involved, super easy. It takes 10 seconds to go, nope, this, this, that, that, that. And that way, everybody knows what's expected. And that's all you need to do is just set expectations because it's what happens then later when you go, hey, you know what? Um, when, we, when we said we're going to do this podcast, it was going to be weekly and, and you missed four out of, you know, three out of four episodes in July. You know, I understand that whatever, and you're just not into it anymore, but we're going to let you go. And I'm sorry, Bert, but it's still going to be called the Bert and Ernie show or whatever it is. You got to have those expectations up front. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy uh, going in. You, and you can have super duper clear expectations in a contract and it can still go sideways. So, you know, it, it's just, you're dealing with people and anytime you're going to go, I always say where two or more gather, there will be conflict. And so <laughs> you just, it's just, just happens. And just, so just be ready for it. Try to do the best that you can and, and eliminate, you know, if, if you need to do contracts, do them like Dave in our case, I don't feel, I don't feel like I need it. No, you know, I just, now if I came back to you and I said, by the way, because I'm on the program, I own the rights to everything we've done for the last I don't even know how many shows we've done. This is this is how little I pay attention at times. We're 160, maybe 70. I don't know. What do you what do you, what do you think we're at now? Uh, at we're point? up at we're close to 180. Um, okay. So what if I came back to you and said I own the rights to those because I'm on them? Now that could get sticky because we don't have any. Right. You know, you and I don't have any agreement. And and it's where you have assumptions like Daniel and I are on the. Uh, yeah, easy for me to remember. Podcasters Roundtable. Yeah. We know that's Ray's show, and we came on it because we like to talk podcasting, and it's just a bunch of buddies getting together to talk podcasting, but there's nothing there in terms of if, you know, all of a sudden Ray's like, hey, we got an offer to, you know, do this and that, and they're going to be like, well, who gets what? There's nothing there. We are on, we are recording as we speak, episode number 181. Wow. So crazy. You know, it's funny how when you don't keep track of it, yeah. How fast it goes. And this guy's you know? saying he wants his cut. He was down here voicing it. He's like, look, man, I want more uh, look, friskies. Bernie, I did some voiceover work for you. You owe me money. <laughs> I want some friskies. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
and don't hit any buttons. That's all I ask. He likes to walk across the keyboard. So, Dave, I'm I'm almost convinced too. You know, um, the 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 when we think about partnerships or working together with people, the less you are friends, sometimes the easier it is. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it gets man. It gets the 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 greater the friendships, the harder the breakup. Oh, and yeah. it just gets really, I mean, if you ever want to ruin anything, really ruin a good friendship, just do business oh, together. Dude, one of my best yeah. friends uh, for years was the keyboard player in my band. And he heard how I was just uh, just tremendously unhappy at a job I was doing. And he had started his own business. And he said, hey, um, why don't you come over here? I'll pay to have you become Cisco certified. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, we put in phone systems. He goes, and I'm like, it costs a lot of money to get Cisco certified. He's like, no, no, no. I got somebody who can do this and that. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to make? And you get paid this and that. Okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I jump ship. And I've always heard, don't go to work for friends. And the first time he could make payroll, things got really sticky. And then he promised to make me Cisco certified and the guy that he was going to use for the school and blah, that didn't, everything fell through. And all of a sudden I'm driving around, crawling on the floor, putting in phone systems going, this is not what I was promised. And so I finally, that's when I went back to school. I, I only did that job for a couple months and it went downhill really fast, really quick. And it wasn't until probably, we probably went like four or five years where he was just not happy because he paid me all this money for a couple months and got nothing for it. And I'm like, well, you, you kind of promised me a, and gave me D, you know, but it wasn't until later he needed a guitar player. And he's like, Hey man, you want to come join a band? And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I thought you were upset with like, nah, it's whatever. Things are good. He started another business. It's doing great. He's all into CrossFit and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it was really icky for, for a while. So that's where, and I, I've heard, um, of families that start a podcast and they do it because they want to spend time together. It's my brother and blah, blah, blah. And then, Again, things get wacky, and and now you're arguing over a podcast. That's where I'm like, oh, that's really sad when Thanksgiving it is get, now. It gets personal. Yeah. You know, a lot of ways, especially if it's going to be kind of, if you're going to be sharing family stuff, or it's going to be that kind of podcast, and it gets it gets very, very personal very fast. And um, so those, I think those add complexity. If you're going to have family or friends doing it with you, I have always had my co-hosts, while they have been friends, they've always kind of been friends from afar. And and I've actually had them on and, and developed the relationship through the podcast as opposed to the other way around. And they're great friends today, but we have a very clear understanding. Mike Weger, who's my co-host on, on Home Gadget Geeks, it's a lot like you or a lot like me for you and that Mike doesn't expect anything. He's just on. It's a great chance for him to talk. He, he just loves the technology, but he also has a job where he's gone three, four, five weeks at a time. And it's just me. And he feels bad sometimes. He's like, like, hey, is this still okay? I'm like, yes, I'll take anything right. from you. Um, it's just great to have you on. So he he has very little expectations, nor do I pinch him for advertising. Like, I think that's terrible when you bring on a co-host and then you're like, yeah, but the expectation is going to be you're going to, you know, you're going to post so many times in Facebook and you're going to, you know, oh, yeah. I, that's me personally. Yeah. Other people feel differently and I get that, but. I am not a big fan of pinching your co-host. If they do it, it's awesome. But the value they bring is the interesting content that they're on the program while they're there. The advertising they give you, it's just gravy. So I, I'm not a big fan of pinching your your your. Uh, you've never done that to me. You've never come to me and hey Jim, could you could you would, you know would you promote ask the podcast coach a little bit a little more, more tweeting? You've never ever done that, and I've always appreciated that. 
And you do a great job when your printer breaks or you put in the wrong link and you can just take the show and run and know that Jim's got it covered. It was beautiful. Yeah, at one point I look back, I'm like, oh, Dave's not in the Dave's chair. gone. Okay, He's well, left. Yeah. We better keep going here. Yeah. Uh, Steven has a great point. He says, the bottom line with a contract, too, ultimately it's as good as fair use. In other words, are you willing to legally execute the terms laid out? Yeah. You know, are you willing to take your friend to court to go, no, 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 you can't have the happy time podcast.com that's mine i bought it and you know and then things get weird i mean it happens in bands all the time it's hilarious there's you know jeff tate's queens reich and and jack white's uh great white it's also you know stephen piercy's rat nobody musicians never get that right so um they should, it, musicians should stick to music and not contracts <laughs> exactly that's, that's what they should do so, they're terrible business people generally Hey, I also want to mention, let me put this link in the chat room. It is, and I'll have this in the show notes out at, what did I say we're on? 188? 170? I just 180 added. something. I should have listened. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz, man. You uh, said 180, and I said, oh, that's great. Yeah, this will be uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 181, because the, the address is kind of icky. But uh, speaking of the Messengers podcast, I just mentioned that uh, a second ago, um, they're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Uh, I'm already giving away a bunch of free stuff. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash the messengers and you sign up for the pre-order, give me a screenshot that you ordered it. I will give you a coupon for 40% off the first six months. Then you could basically go over to, and the address is, and I've never heard of this, up, man, it's U-P-V-I-R dot A-L. So it's supposed to be up viral. And then it's slash three one four three four slash the messenger. So in other words, go to the show notes. Uh, but they're giving away. They've partnered with a bunch of stuff. They're giving away a Tascam two pack, which has the Mini Studio Creator, a digital recorder, some headphones. They're giving away a Heil PR forty. Oh, hold on, Bernie, oh, can you, you move for a play second? Play it if you're gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which has a really nice boom arm and some headphones and a mic cable, um, tickets to PodFest, another digital recorder, and Amazon Echo, all sorts of fun stuff if you basically buy it and then go over and sign up for the newsletter there. Enter the Messenger's Sweepstakes. They say, we will not spam or sell your information. So free stuff. All you got to do is go over and pre-order that. We are number two when I checked last night uh, behind the mummy in the pre-orders in iTunes. And we really want to be number one. How, how many more do you have to do to be number one? You know, do they give we you We don't any? know. It's no. just one of those things we're just trying to get as many people as we can. It comes out August 23rd. So we've only got 18 days to uh, beat Tom Cruise. And uh, yeah, we're up against some pretty stiff competition. But if everybody did this, I'm like, just give up Starbucks for a day. It's only five ninety nine. dollars uh, Plus, like I say, if you want, uh, you can go over and... Um, Take a screenshot, send it to me, and if you feel like joining the School of Podcasting, 40% off for your first six months. And some people are like, does that mean I have to stay six months? No. If you want to join for a month, kick the tires on it and go, eh, all right, and then leave, yeah, that's cool too. Uh, it's not a six-month contract. It's it's 40% off for as long as you want to stay. If you stay for seven months, your first six are going to be 40% off. But that's uh, something that Chris threw up. We didn't throw up, but he uh, he created this morning. Um Speaking of of uh, Max Flight from Airplane Geeks, 
was in a Slack room somewhere. I forget even where I saw this. And I'm like, that's not a bad idea. But we're talking about when things go sour with co-hosts. And he says, he, he I strongly advise that any new podcast be submitted to iTunes with a brand new Apple ID that is explicitly created for that podcast. He says, this way, if the ownership and control of the podcast changes, all you have to do is pass the Apple ID and password to the new party. End of problem. And I went, you know what? That is not a bad idea because I, I've helped, well, I've tried to help uh, some people at Libsyn that it's this, you know, Bert and Ernie broke up and Bert, it's under Bert's ID, but Ernie's the guy still doing the show. And at one point, Bert shut it down and they were able to get Apple to turn it back on. But if Bert ever figures out that it's back on, all they has to do is go in and it's gone. And she's really, really nervous about that. And so, uh, I think in the future, I, 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 let me take it back. I pray in the future that Apple comes up with a way to transfer Apple IDs because right now the school of podcasting is not, it was submitted back before there were Apple IDs. So when I log into podcastconnect.apple.com, the school of podcasting is MIA. And so I, I, when I contacted Apple, have I said the story already on the show? No, I don't think so. Now, when I contacted Apple about this, their their solution was, oh, you're going to have to resubmit your show under your Apple ID and then redirect, in which you kind of, it's a mess. In other words, oh, yeah, just lose your rankings and all your reviews and start over. And I'm like, that is that is not a good solution. And I just keep thinking there's got to be a way to say, see this show over here in your, your this thing, and here I am over here. You just make those two talk to each other somehow. So right now it's not a great uh not a great solution, but I'm going to want to see those stats, of course, when those come out later on this year. And right now, I can't. So, um, smoke and mirrors, I think, is what we're going to see coming out this fall. I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to be reliable or trustable, and no one will. As soon as the numbers come out, we'll question them. And then it's, now that's a good point. Like compared to what? And what does this matter? And I just, it's going to be a fiasco yeah, what I, if, i'm not i'm not looking forward to it what if your blueberry and and lips and stats say you get two to three hundred and apple well it's it's going to be lower it's technically it's going to be lower because it's it only be. it's only so it's a hundred yeah and you're like well that's that can't be right well then we're going to compare because we get those numbers from blueberry and lips and right? oh, yeah. there's some so you're gonna be there's able some to go device and, numbers and, and people are going to be trying to match them up you know it's going to happen dave it's going to be awful it's going to be terrible i I'm just not looking forward to it. I kind of like a quiet space where we've all, everybody's kind of figured out their, their way of doing stats and the stats conversation has really dwindled down in the communities, right? It's just, it's at a, it's at a low roar at this point, which is great. I think this is going to stir up the pot and it's just going to be ugly for a while. Just wait for the Facebook groups. Just wait for just the incessant number of posts about, you know, numbers. So buckle down people. It's coming. And I just realized we're way over already. A little we, bit. We started. Right. We had those problems early on, so you'll edit those out. It'll make uh, it an hour. But uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second because uh, I, I it's it's a fun thing because uh, if you didn't know this, if you're using Libsyn as your host and you want to use PodTrack or I think it's Cast.plus, somebody that's going to give you a redirect, meaning it goes to their service first, they count it as a download, then it sends to Libsyn, they count it as a download. Um, that's a fun little exercise when people do that. I'm still not quite sure why they do that, but uh, we'll talk about that in the post show. In fact, we might we might hit a couple Libsyn stat questions. I, uh, somebody this morning in a Facebook group was really confused. So, of course, the first place you go to get a question about Libsyn 
is Facebook. <laughs> the first place you go to get a question about Blueberry is, of course, Facebook. Blueberry, yeah. yeah. yeah now, right. Don't go to the actual people that could give you the answer. And let's ask the crowd when they probably don't know. Just ask, Their tech support people are available right off their website. Yeah. So, Jim, what's coming up on the Average Guy TV, uh, dot TV? Anything Yeah, we, we just spent some time talking about the Great Eclipse that's coming here in a couple weeks. I was so, going to ask you, what is that? A lot of tech going into that. That might be the most covered event in history to this point with social media. So excited about it. We talk a little bit about it on a home gadget. Piece. And uh, on the school of podcasting, I'm doing something very stupid this week. I have a couple segments that I'll be working on today. And then I'm actually doing the interview. That's going to be in the episode literally hours before it goes live. So I'm going to go up, interview the guy at two and that's got to be, that's up in Cleveland. And then I got to drive home, edit it, put it out by midnight. So that's something I go, that could go really horribly wrong. She should be a lot of fun. Yeah, why not take a risk? Yeah. So, but uh, we're here every Saturday. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. I promise next week I'll have the link in the right place. And uh, thank you to the chat room. Hang around. We're going to talk a little stats here. Uh, and um, thank you, Jim. I don't say that enough. You bet. Man. Good to be here. Yeah.